Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 106 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place, doubleheader day. The Edmonton Oil Kings currently playing the Regina Pats. They're in the third period. Halfway through the period, Edmonton up 4-3. Regina Pats star Connor Bedard with a beauty in this game. He's got an assist as well. Dylan Gunther, Arizona first-rounder, has got a power play goal. Second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. The Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. The Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks tomorrow. Edmonton 5-0-1 in their last six games before the All-Star break. Mike Smith gets the start in goal. And uh, it'll be Robin Lehner for Vegas, who are 27-16-3. Edmonton are 23-16-3. Kind of tells you where, exactly where it's at. Vegas has played four more games. they got four more wins. My hope is that Edmonton can reel Vegas in by the end of the season. Maybe that's asking too much. Uh, in this hour, Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. And at the conclusion of this game, Edmonton Oil Kings general manager, Kurt Hill. We'll also have the Oilers Now Prospect Report for Scott Arthur Millwork. The stay in Oilers history for New West Travel. Japanese Village open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Japanese A5 Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. And uh, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street and 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We head off to the River Cree Resort Casino. Every Tuesday in Oilers now, Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live standard bed racing each Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino, post time, 1.15 p.m. Well, uh, this is a big uh, three-game homestand for the Edmonton Oilers, and nothing says big uh, three-game homestand than Mark Spector currently skiing in Jasper. <laughs> Come on, Bobby. You don't have to frame it quite that way, do you? Well, you know, <laughs> you know what, Mark? Uh, I'm that guy, and you know that. Uh, so, if anybody's... You framed some things that I haven't exactly liked over the years. If you recall, two years ago in the playoffs, uh, what was it, Edmonton, Edmonton losing to Chicago, and uh, you're like, oh, they're not going to win unless McDavid and Dreisaitl are better. And I was like, I, I go, that's your angle. That's the narrative you come at. And I believe you actually said to me, if I if I recall correctly at that time, you actually said to me, Bob, you don't even know what some of the people in your own organization think. And I was like, well, why don't you tell me who those guys are, Mark, so we can... I can have that conversation with them. But you're allowed to have whatever opinion you want. So, uh, so anyhow, how's by the way, how's the skiing going? How's your little how, – how's it going up you know there, what? Jasper? You're missing a good a good game right now, by the way, Spec. But I know. I know. I love to see Connor Bedard live. Uh, you know what? This is one of those – this was a trip that was a family trip we booked because it was supposed to be the Olympic break. Yes. And, uh, of course, it's no longer the Olympic break, and my boss was so kind as to say, hey – those game with the family. We got what do we got, Bob? Forty games in eighty-four nights or something like that. Coming Forty up and here? eighty-one, Mark. 
81. So, you know what? There's lots of hockey to get covered. So I'm, uh, I, I would thank my boss. And they were sitting up here in Marmot. The ski is awesome. I'm, uh, you know, I had to leave the hill and come up here to a very quiet little caribou lounge uh, to do this interview, Bob. So well, I'm looking forward to me. talking hockey a little bit here. Have a drink for me. All right. So uh, we'll start a goal uh, because that's one of the storylines. Mike Smith uh, in, in the pipes. And the owner's not really having a choice for tonight. It's Mike Smith because Miko Koskinen is in COVID protocol and Stuart Skinner's traveling up and will be in t- time for the game tonight but uh, just uh, it's now or never I guess for Mike Smith we're going to know whether or not Ken Holland's going to need to trade for somebody uh, based upon the next several games here with the combination of Smith and Costin when he gets out well, yeah like Smith's well rested and, and because it's been a thumb injury obviously fitness is no issue he's been able to you know he's been able even to stop pucks just not catch pucks over the last couple weeks so you know, the, the thing about Smith is Oilers fans have to be a little patient. This is a guy that's basically almost hasn't played this year. And there's, you know, I, I, who knows how he'll play tonight. I hope he plays well. But there's going to be some, he's got to work his way back into this thing. Everybody's ahead of, he, of him right now. And, you know, hopefully he can win games while he's, his game's getting up to speed. But sometimes when you're a goalie, they don't give you that luxury, right, Bob? It's It's... You know, you're the last line of defense. So uh, if you tell me Mike Smith's going to get healthy and play for me, I think Mike Smith's a good goalie. I don't mind having him play. It's not just about that, though. We know that. It's about him, you know, his health and staying healthy. So let's see how he does this time. Well, you'd remember last year, the Oilers got off to a 6-7 and seven start, and Smith wasn't available for those 13 games. And then, you know, they finished 35-19-2. and two. So, yeah. you know. He can play. He can play. They, they went 29-12 and 12 with him basically in the lineup. So that tells you a little bit right there. I mean, it, it is a game changer. Um, because otherwise they're having a deal. Now, it is interesting, Mark. We just had Jeff Merrick on. Um, a lot of people have wondered about Marc-Andre Fleury, and all signs maybe three weeks ago were pointing to Fleury ending up in Colorado. But you know who decided to say not so fast? Darcy Camper, 927 over his last 15 games. He's giving them the exact goaltending that people, you know, the the Colorado Avalanche were hoping to get out of them, and it's been a game, like they've been on a terrific run. And you wonder whether or not that shrinks the market for a guy like Mark Andre Fleury out of Chicago's back. Oh, for sure. Like Colorado is a is you know they're we watched them in the bubble have a team that frankly should have beat Dallas and gone to the Stanley Cup final. Except they were by the end they were playing. Who were they playing? Was it Mike Hutchinson was yes. playing goal ball? Yes. <laughs> you know, and they just couldn't. They were under their third string goalie, and they just could not. Their team was good. It wasn't good enough to win with that kind of goaltending. So, you know, we we sit here in Edmonton and we go, "Oh, the Oilers need a goalie because they need to make a run in the playoffs." Well, it's times ten in Colorado. That team's ready to win a Stanley Cup right now if they have goaltending. And listen, they got Kemper. If he's going to be the goalie that they went out and acquired, why would they replace him with someone, whether his name's Mark Andre Fleury or anybody, Paul? Yeah. If, if, if Kemper's doing what they're paying him to do, you're darn right they're out of the goaltending race, no question. And and maybe investing, you know, in a three-way deal to get a guy, uh, you know, out of Philadelphia, as an example, at Claude Giroux. Uh, Mark Spector, Sports there you go. joining us. Spack Evander Kane, we're, we're three games in. What do you think? Uh, listen, a good player, and this is another guy who's stepping onto the moving train. Like you know, he's got a couple goals, and I like what he's been doing. And, and he's got miles 
to go in terms of getting his game shape and getting into the, you know, he'll be a way better player a month from now. And right now he's pretty good. So, you know, I'm not going into the other issues because we've discussed them at length. Uh, this guy's a very good hockey player. He makes a team better. And, and to me, the biggest effect that Evander Kane has is the orders don't aren't running out, you know, a first line, a, a second line, and two fourth lines. Now they're a properly balanced set of forward lines, and that's happened with his arrival. So he's had, he's paid off in a whole bunch of areas, Bob. And uh, if he continues to keep her down the middle of the lane here, the Oilers have a good hockey player, a good left winger. Well, the, the thing that it's allowed Edmonton to do, Mark, is to play Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman together. Now, Hyman has scored three goals against Vegas in the two victories this season. Nugent Hopkins, in his five games since returning from injury, has seven points in his plus six. They look like a different team with Hyman and Nugent Hopkins together in the same line. Have they, you think maybe they've found something here? Oh, for sure, Bob. I mean, this is... I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I was telling you know, I, I claim this or I, I'm not telling everyone how smart I am but to me people know better than that Mark I know I'm not going to try to fool anybody Bob please um, uh, to me I, I, I think we decided sometime early this season that maybe the third line center of the order seek is the guy they already have Nugent Hopkins and we know that Nugent Hopkins you know his only deficiency as a third line center is in the faceoff circle and if you could put Hyman with them to take the draws on the right side, maybe you can get over that deficiency. And now all of a sudden you have three lines. This was something we talked about, Bob, on this show two months ago. And here we are, right? You know, so not only were we right, all the order fans have been saying the same thing. They were also right. And Evander Kane has given Dave Tippett the chance to, to take this experiment and put it into games. And they're a completely different team, Bob. They're a completely different team with a third line that has that can score and that is dangerous and can help you win. Like, they haven't had a third line that really helped them win much for a long time here. And this third line, they won the game. Uh, I can't even remember who they were playing. But Washington, uh, Washington thank you. You know, they, they were the de, the de facto line that helped them win that game the most. And, and you know, Drysdale is going to take his turn. His line's going to win the game. And we know McDavid's line can win you game. And if Hyman and Nuge can win you the odd game, uh, it's a lot of W's, Bob. I don't mind the way that looks. Well, what's happened here, uh, Spec, since you've been gone, um, is they've moved Pugliarvi to align with Nugent Hopkins and Hyman. I don't think that's an accident. Pugliarvi's not scored in 12 games, doesn't have a point in seven, and right now good things are happening with Hyman and Nugent Hopkins on the ice. Right. And right. they've moved Cassian up to play with Settle and McLeod. Yamamoto hasn't scored in seven. Uh, and he's got eight goals and 16 points, and he's played the entire season with one of McDavid or Drysaddle. Pugliarvi hasn't scored in 12. I'm a little concerned right now about Jesse. I'm hoping that he needs a break offensively, and Fogel hasn't scored in 13. They're 5-0-1, and they got three guys that were being counted on to provide some secondary offense, and those guys haven't scored in a while. I mean, if they can get anything out of those three players here down the stretch, it's a different team given what McDavid and Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, and Hyman bring them. Yeah, that's fair, right? And listen, you, you know, you got to remember that uh, you don't get nine guys in your top nine that are all dangerous offensive players. That was a pretty blast, you know. Like you put Nugent Hopkins and Hyman together, they're both really good offensive players, and they'll whoever you put with them is going to benefit from that. You know, Drysaddle, anyone who plays with him, he's such a fine passer. He should be able to help guys like Yamamoto get out of slumps. And on your top line, you're running uh, McDavid and Evander Kane and whoever. 
So, you know, we've watched duels, right? This is a town of duels, Bob. It was Gretzky and Curry and somebody, and it was Messi and Anderson and somebody. And uh, right now, that's kind of what they're doing on these lines. Maybe Drysaddle could use another winger, and maybe that's what you do at the deadline. But uh, if, if, listen, Pulley Harvey can't score, then at least you've got a place to put him now where he might score. Used to put him on that third line, Bob. It was Death Valley for a guy like Pugliarvi. Now you're putting him down with a couple guys. Maybe he gets out of it quicker playing with those two players. Who knows? You concerned about the Oilers' defense at all? Uh, you know what I say to you? I would say that it could it, it could always get better. I'm not overly concerned. I guess what I would say to you is, what, you know, again, I, I don't consider this an original thought. Uh, they need they need a. Uh, solid, heavy penalty killer. I don't... Uh, CC's been good. He's not Adam Larson. that yeah. fair? Yeah. not Adam Larson, Bob. I'm, they I'm, need... Yeah. I'm not saying you're going to get an Adam Larson, a guy at that level, but I'll tell you, you know, when it when you're trying to hold the lead in the playoffs and it's 3-2 and it's 2-1, I would like to see someone who's a little bit heavier, a little bit more of a defender. I don't care if the guy gets me any points here. I think they need... Who's the name out there, Bob? Is it Sherratt? You know, who's it going to be? I'm not sure it's going to be, but that's the player I think they need. What about you? Any time for Susie? Yeah, I don't mind Carson Susie one bit. You know? I mean, I'd have to dig in a little yeah. bit on the guy, but no, I've liked his play and maybe he's a guy... Uh, let's see, Bob. Uh, it, it's all going to revolve around whether they need a goalie, right? Like, you only yes. have so many assets. Yes. You only have so many assets to trade. So what are you going to, what's Ken Holland going to trade him for? If he doesn't have to get a goalie, if, he, if he's going to gamble on that, then he'll get a defenseman. I'm not sure he can go to war here in the playoffs without a goalie. Yeah, and I wonder whether or not, you know, is there, if, if you do end up moving a high pick, uh, I wouldn't do it for a rental. Can you get something decent with term? Maybe even underpriced a little bit for a couple years. That can help you out. Uh, you know, it's sort of like when Tampa Bay went and got Coleman. And people say, well, Edmonton's not in the same position as Tampa Bay. That I'm just saying if you're going to give up a significant asset, they gave up two picks for Athanasiu and, and a fourth-round pick for uh, Mike Green and got nothing yeah. out of those guys in return. And they did. So, like I and I'm just saying, if you can get a like, say what you want about Tampa giving up a number one, they got back guys like Coleman and Goodrow. Those guys were with their organization for two Stanley Cup playoff runs. It was pretty impressive. Mark, one final one here for you, just to wrap up. Women's hockey. Did you watch yeah. it last night? I did watch it last night. Yeah, what a good game. Uh, uh, what a yeah. Uh, uh, there's one thing about women's hockey I don't get. It looks to me like those players love body contact, right? Looks to me like those girls love running into each other. And why it's why they play no hit hockey, I don't get. You don't remember right? the nineteen ninety one World Cup uh, women's world championship? It was contact. Okay. And no, uh, I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. It was well, Canada wore pink jerseys. Okay, I and remember there that. Were, Mark, there were more shoulder and wrist injuries in that like I, I remember how many like it was now the the that's play, not ninety one anymore, Bob. That's, great that point game by great point. It is a different time. The game it's, it's changed, thirty years man. later. The players are there. What used They're to way happen, better. And I don't mean to disrespect anybody from that era that played women's hockey, but they gravitated from other sports. 
right? They like, they washed out in other sports and came to hockey. Even because when I was at the U of A '98, some of the some of the women that played on that team, some of the girls had grown up and played hockey their whole lives. Others mm-hmm. moved to hockey from volleyball or from soccer and started playing hockey as late as 17 or 18. Today, they played hockey from the time that they're six on. So you make. Right. Uh, so you're saying. They should have body contact in women's hockey. Well, I, I guess I just, uh, you know, I, I'd have to, I question, why are the women wearing cages and not hitting each other? Like, they're big girls, and they know how to play. And yeah. I, I just don't see the differentiation between how we officiate and how we run men's hockey and why we we have the kid gloves on for these girls. They're these women play, and they play hard. They can skate. And, you know, the, the biggest difference now from a few years ago, Bob, is they can really shoot it now. There was a time when was they did everything girls. well but shoot. Yeah, now and now they can shoot. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, you know what? I thought Canada was way faster than the team that lost in 2018. Like, Canada was a way quicker team, but the yep. Americans were all over them. And uh, But Canada had good high, high-end skill and some finish. So, great well, spec. You know what? Uh, give you a final thought, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap her up here. You were just going to say, well, I was just going to say that that uh, we, unfortunately, as well as we loved watching Canada and the U.S., you know, we, the next hockey game that's going to be that enticing and that close and make you bite your nails and sit at the edge of your seat, it's not going to happen again until Canada plays the U.S. again. <laughs> the onus is on the other countries to catch up, Bob. Yep. Right. The onus is on the Swedens and the Russians and the Finns. They got to catch up here, man, because right now Canada and U.S. still win for fun, and they're going to play each other in the gold medal game. And will I be watching that game? You're damn right I will. It's going to be an awesome game. Yeah. Uh, Canada's going to have to play better to win the gold medal. I don't think they can play that way. That is fair. Uh, twice in a row. Spec, uh, you're, are you back for Friday's game, or when are you coming back? I'm back for Friday's game. Yep. All right. So give me, we'll have you on Friday's show. Uh, the Oilers got two games in the next two nights. How many points will they get out of the two games? Well, Vegas is a tough one. But uh, you know what? They're playing well, Bob. I think the balance is good. Mike Smith is my only question mark because he's been playing a long time. But give him a little... If you want to catch Vegas, you got to beat them tonight. Let's say they get three points over the next two games. How about that for fun? There we go. That's Mark Spector. Thanks, Spec. Get back on the hills, okay? All right, Bobby. Don't, don't, don't get injured up there. We don't want to lose you, man. As much as we hate you some days. Uh, we don't, did I just say that? Anyways, have fun, buddy. All right? <laughs> That's Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the horses and horse racing, Alberta. The 7,000 men and women uh, employed in the horse racing and breeding industry presenting live standard bid racing each Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack. Post time is 6.15. We'll take a quick timeout. Come back with your Oilers now. Prospect report 6-3 for the Edmonton Oil Kings. That's going to be the final score. Uh, this is Oilers now live from Rogers Place, and it's 124 in Edmonton. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. So Mark Spector put out uh, Sports and Spec for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. They should have Haiti back in uh, uh, women's hockey. And here we go. We got a lot of response on this. Bob, Hitty might fly in ladies' hockey, uh, women's hockey, when Canada plays the U.S., but against other teams, it would be twice as lopsided as it is now. I don't know what Speck is smoking, but he paid too much for it. Um... Nels says I would pay more attention to women's hockey if they allowed body checking and uh, played the same rules as men. Women's rugby plays the exact same rules as men, and it's just exciting to watch. I worked the Women's Rugby Championships, uh, youth sports, when I was the SID at the U of A. There, there were some hard-nosed, competitive 
it was and it was good and there was uh, <laughs> let's just say there was a lot of facial contusions out on the uh, proverbial pitch like they were smoking each other some big time collisions uh, hmm. Once again, I have to explain to my daughter why there is no contact in women's hockey, and all I can say is that sports are, are still just as sexist. They just hide behind a lot of talk. Equal is equal. I know for a fact that women want contact in their league, and how will we ever have men and women playing in the same league if they don't play the same game? Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Um, I, this text comes in saying, give it a rest, Mark. Women don't play hard, and the game is boring as hell. The national uh, team can barely beat a double-A midget team without contact, we should mention, let alone hit with them. I don't care what these women uh, It'll never be interesting, and they'll always break bones if we have full contact. Well, the 91 championship had full contact, and it was carnage on the ice. I remember watching it. And it was like, wow. I mean, it, and it's just, it's a different game. But I do think that the the players that have played today have been playing since the time that they've been basically um, six years of age. Whereas, again, they morphed into hockey from other sports uh, back in the 1990s. Like, we've now had a generation and a half of, of women grow up that have played hockey from the time that they were six years old, and these are the sports we're playing. Again, they didn't sort of graduate from other sports into hockey like they did, say, 20, 25 years ago. At least that's my perception. Maybe I'm completely wrong in it. Uh, we'll get to the orders now. Prospect report at 147. Kurt Hill coming up at 135. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.